Hello everyone, this is Meredith with a Y and I am your host, Meredith Willett. Today we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Hey everyone, welcome to another podcast here from Meredith with a Y. So happy and excited to have you back. And today we're going to be talking about happiness. For a few weeks here, including the first two episodes, we're really diving into, you know, you and who you are as a person and really kind of working with the tools to create more happiness for yourself. So we're not really talking yet about marriage or parenting or sex or mediumship or spirit. We will get to all of those. But for right now, I really want to talk about the tools that I use on the daily to really keep myself out of the fray and keep myself in the practice of maintaining a high vibration, staying in a vortex of happiness and love and peace and out of the fray and playing in the mud, so to speak. That's what I say a lot of times in an appointment is, you know, If you want to play in the mud with pigs, you're going to get dirty. And if you, you know, want to keep that high vibration going, you're not going to go there. So today we're going to be talking about happiness and what happiness actually is. And I am writing about this in my book currently. It's going to be, you know, more or less the 10 ways to get happy and stay happy once and for all. And I will tell you that I use this through thick and thin in everything I do. You know, we we all get into experiences and situations where, you know, things aren't exactly happy. Things aren't specifically going the way we want them to go. And how do you, you know, be a human, be in this experience and maintain a positive attitude. You know, so many people, oh, I'm very positive. I'm positive. I'm positive. But, you know, what does that actually mean? You know, I'm happy. I have peace. I'm content. You know, whatever it is. But I really kind of want to go deeper into what is happiness? How do we get there? How do we stay there, more importantly? How do we maintain happiness when things go to crap? So I look at happiness as a practice. It's something that you need to work on. It's kind of like yoga for, you know, your your brain, if you will. It's something that you always have to sort of work at because being a human and having human experiences doesn't usually or always lend to being happy. We have fender benders, we're running late, our kids are annoying, our husband's super irritating, our job isn't what we want it to be, we want more money, you know, we didn't get the house we put a bid on, whatever it is. And so it's always something to be working towards. It's something that we have to flip the switch, if you will, to get there. So we all want to be happy. We always wish for to be happy and happiness. We wish you Oh, we want our children to be happy, our parents to be happy. We want our friends to be happy. But, you know, what does that actually mean? How do we actually get happy? Do we buy more things? Is it stuff? Is it an increase in pay? Is it a better title? Uh, is it is it a more loving relationship with our spouse, our children? Is it having more friends? 
Is it going out to lunch or dinner? Or is it all of those things? Or is it none of those things? So when I'm actually looking at happiness, I see it as a state of mind that is a decision. It's a choice to change your perspective on whatever it is that you're looking at at that moment. So at every opportunity and every circumstance, we have the ability to take a pause, to take a minute, and try and look for the lesson or the blessing in the situation that's in front of us. And I would say that when I do this, when I've done this in the past, it's it's honestly never failed me. I've never had a situation where I haven't been able to find, as I say, the lesson and the blessing and always both. Because to me, there's always something to be gained from every experience regardless of how bad it might appear to be on the surface. And so if happiness is only attained in our minds, if, if nothing outside of us can ever bring us true happiness, because if we look to every country out there, every, every people, every experience, every state of income or ability or, you know, if, if their family has been taken by a hurricane or, you know, whatever it is, we can find people around us in every situation that manages to maintain the state of happiness. You may have moments of sadness. You might have moments of depression or you know, frustration or anger, pissed off, whatever it is. But the happiness piece, the happiness choice or decision, if you will, is always available to us. For myself, and I'm sure I'll talk about, you know, a lot of stuff in my life as we go through, because, um, you know, besides besides appointments and people and spirit and um, experience, I, I have my own personal experience to draw from. And, you know, I definitely had my fair share of, you know, wallowing in my sadness and, you know, finding solace and complaining and, and you know, telling everyone all my problems and everything I've been through and, and swimming around in that, right? We've all been in that experience where we just, you know, everyone we meet, they just, they have to know our, our whole life story of, you know, how bad we had it as kids or, you know, what a, what a shit our friend is or our spouse or boyfriend, whatever it is. And so, you know, I've definitely, definitely, you know, been on both sides of this coin of choosing to be happy or choosing to swim around inside of suffering. And I have to tell you that when you start looking at life and decide that you want to find purpose, that you want to find the reason behind 
when bad things happen, you know, we get in a fender bender or, you know, someone dies or someone gets sick and we, you know, someone gets cancer. And so we look around the situation and, you know, is it easy to find misery? Absolutely. It's probably hardwired for it, to be perfectly honest with you. We're probably hardwired to find a big pile of crap uh, when something doesn't go our way and, you know, have a friend over and drink a bottle of wine and complain about it, tell the whole world how rough our life is. But I will tell you from experience that you don't get anything from that. You know, you just get a headache and you just feel like crap and you feel like the world's against you and you feel like God's out to get you. And, you know, maybe that fills a whole bunch of stereotypes and learning experiences moving up in your life. But, you know, without making the choice and making the decision to look for the lesson and the blessing in in everything and everything that you do, in every experience you're involved with, no matter what it is, when you make that choice to go in that direction, I will tell you that life starts to have a purpose that will, you know, open doors and open your mind and take you into an awakened path that you didn't even maybe know was available to you. Because when you start looking and recognizing that there is a purpose for all of the shit that you go through, the world changes. The trees get brighter. Nothing, nothing is confusing anymore. Nothing is a negative. Nothing is bad. People stop being bad. You know, they might have bad behaviors. They might do things that are crappy. But when you're involved in these situations with them and you make the conscious decision to say, all right, what's what's the lesson here? What am I supposed to learn in this exchange? You know, what what is it inside of me that they're pissing off that I need to heal? You know, and we'll talk about the buttons that live inside of you and how they are a blessing because that's stuff that you need to heal. This is a game changer, people. This stuff that I'm talking about will change your life, okay? So this this is big stuff. This is going to take you out of the mud, and it's going to put you into your life's purpose and path exponentially, fast. This is some fast stuff. This is stuff that I've been working on for decades, and I'm, like, giving you the keys to the castle right here, Okay. So when you have something that happens and you choose not to wallow, okay, now everyone, don't get me wrong. I can gossip around the kitchen table with the best of them, all right? Let's not get it twisted. I am capable of talking crap. I am capable of 100,000% complain, bitch mode, you know, that person was a turd whatever. I'm in it. Trust me. I'm don't I don't I am not above any of this. However, comma, as my daughter would say. Isn't it funny how kids do that these days? However, comma. I don't want to sit there. I don't want to sit in it. I don't want to sit inside of that misery. And I've learned 
that when you start to look at the fact that there is a purpose behind everything and that it is to benefit your life 100%, there's no if, there's no well, well, but if, well, not this time. No, every single time something is going on, it is to 100% benefit your life in some way. It is to teach you. It is to steer you. It is to change you. It is to grow you. It is to mold you. It is to awaken you. Period. There's no discussion here, people. There's no but maybes. You are always in class. You are always being changed. It might take you 30 times. You might keep dating the same person who's bringing badness, you know, and whatever into your experience. You might keep getting drunk to the point where you have a hangover over and over and over again and you refuse to learn. But I promise you, all these experiences that are coming into your life is to help you big picture. So that said, if that is the case, and I, it, let's say I'm right. Let's just go with that. I've only seen it a couple hundred thousand times in my life and it's changed me. Then that means that everything has its purpose. Everything. If I'm running late, which I never do, ask my friends. If I'm running late, though, I have two choices as I'm getting frustrated. I can get angry and feel my negative energy start to rush through my body, or I can pause. This is actually what I do, by the way. This is it. This is the keys. I can pause and go, thank you, God, for allowing me to be a few minutes late because this is exactly the way it's supposed to be in my life. And maybe, just maybe, you're saving me from something, an accident, a fender bender, or whatever. Whatever it is. I think about 9-11, you know, and, and, and I, I don't even know if it's a true story. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't care. But you know what? I tell it a hundred times to my kids. The plumber was late on the morning of 9-11. And because the plumber was late, dude had to stay home. I'll take it. I'll take it. So every time I think about an inconvenience, someone not going at the light in front of you as soon as it turns green, gotta beep, oh, gotta be angry, gotta be an asshole. I don't, I don't get that way. It's not because I don't have fire inside of me. Trust me, I have fire. It's not because I'm not impassioned or it's not because I don't have, you know, an opinion it's not because I'm perfect. It's because I'm making an absolute choice to be grateful for the delay. It's a choice. I mean, can you imagine if you're up there, you're God, you're the universe, you're, you know, you're up there making all this happen and you're like, okay, we got to make this one run late. Okay, this one's got to be in a fender bender. Okay, this one's got to have this happen. We're going to give this one uh, lung cancer so that she finally quits smoking 
but the lung cancer, she's going to attack and then quit smoking, which is going to prevent her from getting brain and bladder cancer. So we're going to just, we're just going to touch her with a little bit of this. And then the person goes and gets all mad about it instead of being grateful for this intervention. I mean, look at the big picture here, people. This shit's real. This is actually the way it works. I've seen it. But you have to you have to decide that you're going to choose to look at it that way. Or you can keep doing it your way. It's up to you. Your way might be great. You might like waking up every day to a shit sandwich and taking a big bite out of it. That might work for you. That might work for your health. That might work for your marriage and family. I don't know. It might work for your relationships. I don't think it does, or I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I don't think it works for anybody. When I went through breast cancer, I kept telling myself that I was going to learn something from it. Every day, I was going to learn every day something about myself, about the experience, about my marriage, about my children, about what I need. Why did this enter my life? What purpose? What purpose was this going to serve? Because when you do that, you can't help but be blessed. Because you're looking, how can this change me for the better? And I promise you this. Had it not been for breast cancer, I would have never had the courage to change my hair. I would probably not have the courage to do a podcast. Because when, it, when you shake hands with death, you start living real quick. And it's not just because of the fact that you know that one day you're going to die. It's because of the fact that day could be next week. And it's not just that you could die. It's that you could be incapacitated. It's that you could be taken out from the energy that you once had. It's that you, you, you have to seize the opportunity. You don't get two chances here. I mean, I believe in reincarnation, but this opportunity is Meredith. This is it. I get this time. And so you start not really caring about, you know, the, the little inconveniences in life or what people think of you or, you know, people judging you because you're like, you don't have time for that nonsense. You don't have time for it. And so, yes, you know, are there things that you are going through right now that you're like, Meredith, you know, I love you, but uh, not so much finding the blessing here. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we've lost jobs. We've lost, we've lost almost everything. I mean, I'm speaking from experience here, people. I mean, you know, I've been a single mom. I've done it all. I made 12 bucks an hour and, and had two kids, you know, with child support and stuff. I mean, I've done it. I'm not speaking out of turn here. I mean, I'm sure it'd be nice to say, well, you know, I live in the lap of luxury and, you know, just look for the gratitude and everything. <laughs> but I'm not doing that. I've done it. I've been there. 
I've fallen down. I had cancer. I almost lost my son. I've been through a divorce. I've done it. I know what it feels like, but I'm still here. And 2020 is your vision when you're looking back and you go, well, damn it, I'm still here. And so that's worth something. And so guess what? I'm not going to sit here and piss and moan about everything. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to find the blessing in everything that happens to me today. I don't care if I burnt the chili or, you know, stubbed my toe or, yeah, am I mad at the moment I ripped my whole damn toenail off? Yeah, it's, I'm furious. However, comma, perhaps that was saving me for something. Perhaps it was, it was keeping me from more harm. And when you can pause and take that blessing into your heart, into your soul, into your mind, and know that you are being protected and healed and molded for something great, you can't help but be happy. Can't help it. So many people out there looking to shoes and purses and clothes and titles and houses and, you know, don't make yourself lose everything to realize that you're none of those things. Don't make yourself go there. Don't make yourself get cancer so that you ask for help and become more fearless. Just go there now. Just get there. Just get there because I'm telling you to. You don't have to put your hand on the stove. I can tell you it's hot. And try this. Try it. What are we doing on the daily basis to get happy? What are you doing? Are you being grateful? Are you living in gratitude? Are you looking for the lesson? Are you looking for the blessing? I don't care what it is. Keep looking. Keep looking till you find it. Every single thing in your life is bringing about a greater experience for you. Big picture. Even if you don't see it today. We spend so much time doing things that don't make us happy. Facebook for one. I've been off of Facebook outside of uh, my computer. You know, and usually we're always on our phones and I took it off my phone. When I tell you that this has been a monumental game changer to my happiness, holy cats, game changer. I would spend hours a day arguing with people that I have not seen in 30 years. 30 years. And I'm spending time arguing with these people. I don't even know what about trying to get them to see my way. What? What the hell am I doing? I am literally spending time with people I have not seen in 30 years and ignoring my children right in front of me. Ignoring my happiness, ignoring my dinner, ignoring my family, ignoring my business. 
because some wackadoodle on Facebook believes something that's not the same as my own thoughts. Who cares? I realized that I literally knew the thoughts, the inner thoughts of hundreds and hundreds of people every day. Their thoughts and their opinion on everything on the daily. I do not need to know that much about anybody. And I definitely don't need to know what everyone thinks about every single topic all day long. What kind of crap is this that we are doing to ourselves? If you have not watched Social Dilemma on Netflix, I beg you, get a bottle of wine, get a bag of popcorn, get an apple and cut it up, whatever you need to do to sit in front of that television and absorb what this show is telling you. Do I still use Facebook and Instagram for my business? 100%. I'm not an idiot. Do I spend time on it personally? Yeah, not really. Instagram, I'll scroll through, but now I feel like it's getting over there too, political and whatever else. Too much opinions. Just want to see a picture of your kid and your dog. And I mean, and anymore, I don't even know if I want to see that. If you're important to me, we'll, we'll connect, I promise. I'll find you. you. You can find me. You have my number. You know what I mean? But we, but we are watering those seeds of frustration. We wake up first thing in the morning, grab our phone, Facebook, Instagram, whatever else, you know, media that you're watching, the news. Let's just get a big cup of piss me off in the morning and, and sip that alongside of my coffee. Let's take a big bite out of a shitty pancake sandwich and, and see how irritated I could get first thing in the morning and then wonder why I'm not happy. Because I just spent my entire morning arguing with someone that I have no intention of ever seeing ever again. What kind of insanity is this that we are taking as normal? I mean, my head's going to explode. I can't even with this. Why are we watering and fertilizing all this stuff that doesn't make us happy and wondering why the hell we're irritated and frustrated and short-tempered and our kids come in and ask us something and we only half listen and then we sort of kind of don't pay attention and then we're irritated because we're in the middle of arguing with somebody on social media? Are we addicted to arguing? Are we addicted to that fire? Because that is an illness. That is a post-traumatic stress response from growing up in an abusive household where arguing and being frustrated and being angry becomes a normal behavior and a normal feeling inside of you. And so it's very, you know, let's pull that up because I know what that feels like. I mean, I actually talked to people after the election who were really sad that Trump was going to be gone because of the fact, even though they don't want to vote for him and they didn't vote for them, and he, they didn't really want him to win, but they were going to be sad because there's going to be no more drama. What? I'll get my drama from the Real Housewives. Thank you. Thank you. Kyle Richards, 
Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll get I'll get my drama from from yeah. New York housewives. I'll I'll do that. Thanks. I do not need drama from the White House regardless of what party affiliation you are into. I still do not need it. So yeah. That beaten wife syndrome of needing drama and needing passion and chaos and craziness and arguing and you know, you have to be right and they have to be wrong and all of that stuff. Like that's that's like abusive pattern. Point that out. Find it. Realize it. Recognize it. Remove it. That's not happiness. That's muscle memory. Right. That's I know how to do abuse. That's no I know how to do suffering. I know how to do this. And it feels exciting to me. It's like it's like I hear women. They're like, well, like he's really like a nice guy, but he's like so boring. It's like, um, th- that's because he's nice and he's not punching you in the back of the head. So, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be like. Yeah, but he's so boring. <gasps> My God. Arguing and fighting is not happiness. It's arguing and fighting. Why are we, why are we watering that? I mean, are you teaching your kids to be miserable? That's a big one. Are we teaching our children to look at the lesson and the blessing? Or are we teaching them to bitch about everything? Oh, this teacher. Oh, that friend. Friend, friend, blah, 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 blah. Talking crap about your friends in front of your kids. Complaining about everything. Oh, the world's out to get me. What are we teaching our kids? The world's a horrible, scary place that can't be trusted? Think about this. They're watching you. They're listening. Talking crap. And some kids don't even realize that, you know, the crap that their parents are talking, you shouldn't repeat. That's been a new one. <laughs> Emerson, she's so funny. That's my 12-year-old. She came home and told me something that her friend told her. She's like, Mom, I don't think that she knows she's not supposed to repeat what her parents said. I said, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so be mindful. If you do talk crap, you might want to tell your kids not to repeat it. So as we look at happiness, you know, the first thing is, is to recognize that it's not going to be found anywhere outside of you. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you have or what you're shopping for. You know, and and shopping is fun and I got this new thing and it's super cute and I love it and all that stuff. That's fun. That's not happiness. I remember when One of my kids, they were obsessed with expensive gym shoes. And, you know, as soon as he got a pair, he was in a great mood. And then it slowly wore off. And then, you know, he needed a new pair. And the same with the phones and electronics. And, you know, it's just this gaping black hole of need. I find that in so many of us. The gaping black hole of need and necessity trying to fill you up, to fill up your happiness tank, your love tank. But the fact of the matter is, is nothing ever will fill that. Nothing. You cannot buy yourself happiness. If you could, all rich people would be happy. When they say money doesn't buy happiness, it buys opportunity. It buys experiences, but it's up to you to be happy when you get there. I know plenty of people who, you know, have been pretty miserable on vacation 
or pretty miserable as they picked up their new car or whatever it is, people, trust me, you can you can find the negative in anything. It's up to you. You got to ask yourself, would you rather be right or happy? Would you rather be a success or happy? Would you be- rather be married forever and be miserable? I I talked to someone this week and and they said they they didn't want to they didn't want to enter into an experience because what if people judge them because they got married and then the marriage went bad and they got another divorce? Um, who cares? You're delaying happiness based on a what if? Well, I don't want to get a divorce because then people judge me. Um, what? You're basing your entire life's experience because of other people's judgment? Yeah. Nothing you buy or have will ever fill you up. Nothing. Nothing you do will last forever. It's a mindset. You have to choose. You have to make the choice to not suffer. You have to make the choice that you want to be happy at all costs. Again, you can have moments, but I'm talking about the mindset. I thought about it the other day. I was thinking about what's the absolute worst thing that I could do for my life experience. What's the one thing that would keep me from moving forward in this life in a positive way. And what I came up with was being angry. Allowing myself to to succumb to negative emotions, to have the response of anger, because I was choosing not to look for the lesson and blessing. Because as soon as you succumb, as soon as you give into this anger and these negative emotions of abandonment and hopelessness and helplessness and forlorn and, and you know, indecisiveness and wishy-washy, all this stuff, right? That's emotional release 101 appointment right there. You know, that's where we get rid of all of that living negative emotion inside of you. And so... As I looked at what could absolutely ruin my life, and it's giving in to anger, giving in. How do you give in? You become part of it. You become at one with it. And so if you want to change your life, I would tell you to become at one with happiness. Make it your life's goal. Don't get in the fray. Don't play in the mud with pigs. Don't get muddy in that sense. If you live in a warm climate, jump in the pool with your clothes on. That's what I always say. That's That to me is a measure of true happiness and freedom is just... You know, throwing caution to the wind. Check your pockets for the phone, of course, but just be free.
Be free of the negativity of the world around you. I, you are going to lose friends because people that like to be negative will not want to be around you. God, she always looks for the positive in every situation. Yeah, she does. Because she doesn't want to be miserable. It's a choice. What are five things that you can change today, this week, this month? What are some things that you can do right now that will change your life forever? What are some things that you can change by looking for the positive in every situation? How can stop complaining that gives life to what you don't want? Complaining gives life to what you do not want. Complaining gives it legs and feet and now running down the street with everyone that you just told. Get out of complaining. We'll talk about that in another podcast. The energy of words, the frequency of words and emotion and how when you complain to people, it gives it a life. What are five things you can do today, this week, this month to change your life? and incorporate and stop suffering and be happy. Thank you guys so much for listening today. It really means the world to me. Please subscribe, comment, like, whatever it is that you do in the location that you listen to podcasts. If you want to connect more, head over to my website. I do personal appointments. I'm over the phone with everyone from all over the world or over at Instagram at Meredith underscore with underscore A underscore Y. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much again for listening. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.